Welcome to the Sell Your Brilliance Summit, where we empower entrepreneurs to elevate their influence. We're here to ignite your entrepreneurial spirit and help you showcase your unique talents to the world. I'm your host, Michelle Parad, and I'm thrilled to be your guide on this journey of unlocking your true potential. Enjoy this summit. I can't wait to connect with you. So in this current digital landscape, it's really important to have a way to differentiate ourselves. And here to talk about this is Feli Day. She really emphasizes the value of embracing our uniqueness and seeking the feedback from our audience when it comes to content creation. She also talks about the power of niche offers and putting one's personality at the forefront when we're showing up in different spaces. Feli Day is a feel-good marketing mentor and content repurposing agency owner doing things a bit unprofessionally and dare I say differently. She is a digital nomad living in various different countries. She was in Mexico running both sides of her business and recently relocated to France as well. And I can't wait for you to really get to know a little bit about what your known topics are and what you should be thinking about when it comes to content creation. So Feli, I am so excited to introduce you to the summit. We are going to be talking about becoming known with known for topics. It's like a nice tongue twister, (laughs) (laughs) but a really intriguing topic that I'm sure everyone's going to want to know more about. So let's begin with sharing what's the difference between what you describe as known for topics and content pillars? I feel like when I got started in the online space, which was 2019, everyone was like preaching content pillars. You have to have content pillars. Like, what are your content pillars? And they were so vague. It was like my content pillars were VA work and traveling and being an expat when it was does that actually help my business in any shape or form does that actually help me know what I should be creating content about or what I should be talking about and no it's just it's the same as like the niching conversation like there's so many things that get thrown at us as we're new business owners and it's like when you actually stop and think it's this doesn't actually help me and it actually needs to go 10 times deeper for it to be any use. So that's why I prefer going with known for topics because I feel like if you set them up right, they're going to be very specific to you and your business and your beliefs so that you always have those things to come back and actually create content for versus what am I, how does telling you that I live in France and I'm an expat move my business forward, right? What am I supposed to do with that? (laughs) That's so true. Yeah, sometimes we get mistaken between content that's like influencer content and content that's actually for our business. <laughs> and as as much as we want to sprinkle in some of the personal side of things, that may or may not be what what you want to focus on in terms of your thought leadership at the end of the mm. day. And and you're so right about content pillars. It's like, how do you differentiate yourself? Even if you pick a topic or an area related to your business, let's just say it's summits because we're doing a summit now. How do you then differentiate yourself from everyone else 
that is selling some kind of product or service related to summits. So I'm assuming this is like helping us get a couple layers deeper Mm. into our uniqueness. And yeah, what are some really good known for topics that you've seen other people get into or what have you, is there anything you've used yourself or anything Mm. like that where it's really specific? I'm going to use myself as an example because I always try to pull things out of my head and it never works. Um, But so one of my known for topics is that I am known as the unprofessional entrepreneur. And if I'm ever sitting here, what do I, what can I create content about? What I'm stuck. I don't know what to talk about. I want to sell my intensive. I want to sell something. I can always come back to the known for topic of the unprofessional entrepreneur. And I can talk about what that means. I can talk about like messaging as the unprofessional entrepreneur, why I'm different as the unprofessional entrepreneur, like why, or a core belief, or when it's just so much different, so much deeper than saying, oh, I'm a marketing mentor. And it's okay, talk about marketing. And it's, that's a huge topic. What about it? And so going to the known for topic of being the unprofessional entrepreneur, it's like going for the thought leadership topic or sometimes it's like your unprofessional or your unpopular opinion, right? And so it's like going deeper and being more specific to your personality when you use the known for topics. I'm already like intrigued and drawn in when you're talking about unprofessional. <laughs> it's, oh, what do you tell us a little bit more of how that idea came to you and what it really means for you? I'm assuming in my mind, unprofessional means more casual, just stumbling along and being okay with that. (laughs) Those are the kind of the things that that come to mind. But yeah, what is the thought process behind behind it? I feel like the best way to explain it is a conversation that I had with my dad, because he, no, I said to him that people pay me for my brain and not my wardrobe, because I used to live in Mexico, so it was way warmer. But I used to get on my sales calls, get on my stories in giant moo's, never wearing a bra, in my bathing suit, straight out the ocean. And so it was like this thing that, of course, boomers, but also people who don't live in the online space like we do, we're just like, how can you go on your stories in a towel straight out of the shower? Like, you need to do your hair. You need to get dressed. And I was like, Pete, you're not paying me. to look professional you're praying for what I'm saying like I it's 40 degrees and humid I'm gonna wear a towel (laughs) let me be so that's my origin story (laughs) really do because it just it allows everyone to be themselves as opposed to have to spend time perfecting ourselves Mm. as as we're going along to have some kind of image And I'm sure that people that relate to you are like, yeah, awesome. Kudos to her for traveling or doing whatever she wants while working. And, and in a way you're taking people along that journey, which is cool. So yeah, that's a really fun topic. What other, what comes out of that for you? Is it like, do you find that you have conversations that come about or or even collaborations that come about from this this idea in it of itself this yeah and so this is where 
for everyone listening, if you get clear on your known for topics, it expands your brand as a whole. Like I was known as the unprofessional entrepreneur before I even owned it myself. Uh Like other people associated it with me. I would create content talking about being unprofessional. And like now, four years later, my podcast is called The Unprofessional Entrepreneur. And I'm like, literally put my title on things as The Unprofessional Entrepreneur. And it's like, my known for topic became my brand, basically. (laughs) So it was like by focusing on and knowing that I could always come back to that as a good talking point, as a good piece of content, as I know that my people always resonate when I talk about how I showed up on a sales call in a bathing suit or like how I, why I go on my stories first thing in the morning with a sheet wrapped around me instead of getting dressed before I do it. Like talking about like how that's my process for creating content, like that excites my people and gets people talking and engaging with my content. But it all stemmed from like the being unprofessional and like owning that as my known for topic. (laughs) I love this so much because this really gets to the essence of being you. Mm -hmm. And like you said, owning that. And so for anyone listening, it's like, where can you pick out that uniqueness about yourself that you tend to do every day? Maybe you're blinded to it. And then in a way, what you're saying is like trademark that as your, as yourself Mm -hmm. and what you're known for just being you at the end of the day, which is cool. And yeah, this, maybe this can be like realized or developed over time, but do you have any suggestions for anyone who's like searching for their known for topics and where can they even start discovering or start going through the process of figuring it out? (laughs) I think it comes down to two main things. Like you're going to look at what are your original content pillars. If I was to have content pillars, they would be like marketing, personal branding. I don't know, being weird, being yourself. I feel like that's still personal branding, but that's, those are like my basic content pillars. And then it's okay. We go into like the unpopular opinions. We go into the things that people literally repeat to you. This is why I hired you. This is why I want you. And then when you blend those together, that's where you're going to be able to find and pull out your known for topics. Mm, Yeah, that's a great idea. It's like, why not asking? Send your audience an email even or or get a poll or something like that and and ask people like how they view you, what, and sometimes there are ideas that you would never have Mm -hmm. thought of just from that. And even things like the... Oh, wow. The the testimonial form, if like you have a feedback form after someone works with you or an onboarding form, like in those, if you ask the question, like, why did you hire me? Or like, where are you at right now? And they say, this stood out to me. This is why I chose you over someone else. Those are really great answers to look for within your own data. Right. And then there's like kind of the second part of making it catchy. <laughs> as well. mm-hmm. because That's they- the messaging. <laughs> That's the key messaging part, which I yeah. think, um, requires a, a, a creative. If if you're not a creative yourself, it's go to Feli to, to figure that piece out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I want to know about this other known for topic that you also discuss, which is around sprinkling, um, because a lot of people that I work with and, and I'm sure that are listening to this as well 
are pretty multi-passionate. Um, maybe you want to put out several offers at once, even though the mainstream coaches say not to, <laughs> but I'm, mm. I'm one of those rebels that's I'm going to do them all, whoever wants like this piece or that piece come to me. So what would you suggest as far as this idea of sprinkling information about the different ways that you can work with people? So sprinkling is a concept I came up with my one-on-ones to help them sell more than just the offer they're selling at the same time, right? And it is deeply rooted in omnipresence. So it does require like being on more than just Instagram. But essentially, it is where you're going to create, I guess it's what you would call like hero content or flags, flagship, flagstone content with long form with evergreen content. So if you have a podcast, if you have a blog, if you have a YouTube channel, and even things like Pinterest and TikTok are good because they have way longer shelf lives. But creating like core pieces of content that are a little bit more in depth for those passive offers. So I have a podcast episode and a blog post all about known for known for topics because I have a workshop on known for topics. And so those evergreen pieces of content can then sell that offer without me publicly going on Instagram and being like, I'm selling this and this and this. And it's the same thing if you are a social media manager and you have templates, like making sure that your templates are in on a blog or if you do podcast episodes, even if you're guessing on someone else's on that podcast episode, instead of talking about your services, because that's what you're selling on Instagram front facing, mention the templates. Or if you have a lead magnet, make sure it's like the upsell inside the lead magnet versus always talking about the same thing all the time, which is what we usually tend to do on Instagram is we talk about one thing, it's going to be in our feed, it's going to be on our stories, it's going to be in our reels but then you never see the other offers in your product suite. Okay, interesting. But so I noticed your lead magnets, what you mentioned, and even the passive income products are like leading up to that offer as well. Like each of the pieces is warming them up. And mm. it is pretty cohesive as far as you're not straying too far from the original known for topic. It's just like you're breaking your known for topic down into different bite-sized products, essentially, or they could be subtopics within your larger topic. Is that what you mean in a way? Yes. But at the same time, like I'm also a dualpreneur. I have a content repurposing agency. I can, I, on my website, I also have content that talks about my agency instead of just talking about being a mentor and same for doing summits like this or doing podcast interviews I'll go on other people's talk other people's shows and talk about the agency but then you come to my Instagram account and it's that's not the main focus of the Instagram account so I feel like it can go much further than just being like the offer suite ladder when right. you're sprinkling of this is my downsell, this is my upsell, like it can go further to this is like my second business. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. Got you. Cool. So it's it's finding different spaces in a way and different platforms that are mm-hmm. amenable to all the different topics and passive income products that you have. But I have to say that it's 
you're pretty unique, even in where you talk about content repurposing agency versus marketing agency, because essentially there are people who do what you do, but they're not framing it specifically that way. And yeah, I think it's super intriguing to just call out in some ways, like what your methodology is. I almost think content repurposing agency is also a known for. (laughs) It has its own known for topics. (laughs) This is getting like meta as well. But you want to see the tree of my (laughs) offers and my product messaging? I'm very curious about this. Maybe I think like a product in of itself that you yeah. share. <laughs> I'm from the belief that you should have niche niche offers versus like a niche business. So mm-hmm. having a content repurposing agency is after attempting and failing to have a content agency where I did all content. And then I was like, this is not it. <laughs> and so now I only offer content repurposing within my agency. And then we have a lower ticket offer that is still like deeply rooted in content repurposing, but like not done for you. And then I have one-on-one. <laughs> so they're just like separate, but very different. But at the same time, obviously they both lend to each other. That, that makes a lot of sense. And and it's beautiful that you were able to narrow it down and self-identify what you're super good at or what you want mm. to be super specialized in. And I think that is the key is sometimes starting out a little bit broader yeah. and then funneling it down to, okay, this is, again, going back to this is what I'm known for. Mm-hmm. This is the the secret sauce. And yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for for sharing. And anything else that you would want the audience to know about developing content in in general? I think it gets so much better and so much easier when you put your personality at the forefront of it. That's why I've never resonated with or liked the traditional content pillars because it just strips you out of the process. It doesn't involve anything that has to do with what makes you and that's what people are looking for when they're reading your content because they want to buy from you. Yeah, so you really have to, at the end of the day, do this brand exercise and really understand yourself very deeply before before creating any before really going into just splashing Instagram or whatever with random quotes or content things like that amazing I will be dropping all the links to find you and then you have an amazing newsletter that people can subscribe to can you tell us a little bit more about what goes into your yeah weekly content that you share with your subscribers so it's called the unprofessional newsletter. <laughs> um, yeah, very on brand. <laughs> and it focuses 90% on marketing, content repurposing, content marketing. But it's just, it's very much like this conversation that you're going to hear like my unique takes on things that people are doing, on things that I recommend people do, on changes that I've made, on things I'm helping my clients through. So it's very unprofessional. It's very rambly. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom. And uh, I can't wait to see what is next for you. And um, 
uh, yeah, please do reach out to Feli if any of this is intriguing you. We'll definitely be watching this space.